Hello, 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 Boss Babes. Welcome to our other series of mini-sodes featuring Boss Babes in the Ottawa Valley and Lanark County that go beyond entrepreneurs and business owners. We are recognizing role models, activists, corporate leaders, and working professionals who are breaking barriers, sparking important conversations, and championing for change. We want to be inclusive and embrace those that are making an impact, are changing their communities, and are bringing awareness to topics that sometimes have the potential to generate controversy. Because ambitious and powerful boss babes aren't just making waves in the entrepreneurship world, and they too need to be heard. Now let's kickstart the conversation. Welcome to Boss Babe Corner. The Ottawa Valley Tourist Association is the destination marketing organization for Renfrew County. They will lead your path to outdoor adventure, scenic strolls, open roads, rustic artisans, and more. As an advocate for over 250 tourism businesses, accommodations, and events, they will put you in touch with the locals who craft experiences for every wanderer, every season. Beyond marketing, the Ottawa Valley Tourist Association provides members training and business development, workforce recruitment, and networking opportunities. The Ottawa Valley Tourist Association is the voice of tourism in Renfrew County and represents the interests of the tourism sector at the regional, provincial, and federal levels. If you are a tourism business or event, or a supplier whose services to the tourism industry, consider joining the Ottawa Valley Tourist Association Tourism Family. Membership is free and benefits begin as soon as you join. To become a member and to help visitors find their next path to explore, get in touch at info at ottawavalley.travel. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Boss Babe Corner. This month our theme is focusing on music because it's been a hot minute for local musicians, bands, music venues, and even music teachers due to the pandemic. But now that summer is here, we are seeing that music festivals and concerts and even dancing is back. So we wanted to shine a spotlight on music of all kinds this month. Now, Nar City, Ottawa has called this schoolhouse cafe the most charming coffee shop in the middle of nowhere that you will ever see. You probably have heard about this neat venue that brings fresh coffee, delicious wood-fired pizza, and live music with a stunning view of the Madawaska River and serene countryside surroundings. They support legendary Canadian musicians and have a lineup of fun events all summer long. Please welcome Mark Enright of Neat Coffee Shop in Burnstown to Boss Babe Corner. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you, Mark, for taking the time this evening to sit down with me and chat about Neat Cafe. Now, you have to tell me, how on earth did you stumble across this cafe? Like, how on earth did you get involved? Uh, well, initially, uh, so it was an old schoolhouse uh, way back in the day, I think from, uh, well, the building, the back building was built in 1892. They uh, built the front half in the 50s to kind of separate the older and younger kids. And then they built the school up the road in 67. And it became a uh, canoe shop, then an antique shop. And then uh, the previous owner actually ran a venue, I think, from like 08 to 2015 here. And I bought a house right by the cafe. It was super stoked. I was going to live beside a neat cafe because we always came to shows here and stuff. And then it closed down like six months later. So uh, 
it sat empty for uh, two and a half, about uh, two years. And uh, I worked high tech for 25 years and was laid off for the first time in my life in uh, September of 2016. And uh, saw our opportunity, it was still empty. So I convinced my buddy to buy it. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. We got uh, going in March, 2017 and we've hosted, uh, well, it would have been more if the pandemic didn't hit, but we're at, you know, show 300 or, or 350 or so. and been a it's been a fun little ride for sure so okay it started as a schoolhouse and then yep. it's evolved to become like a music venue so how on earth does this schoolhouse <laughs> building turn yeah. into like a live music venue and again like I mean it's out in the middle of nowhere yeah it's uh so we use the the old school room is uh uh now our is the music hall it uh it's a tiny little venue it only hosts uh, 86 people and then the front half we use as the restaurant and the cafe part. So we have coffee, wood-fired pizza, soup and sandwiches, that kind of thing. And uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, we have a little hallway for a kitchen. It's not a very big kitchen. Uh, and then the big wood-fired uh, pizza oven up there is there, of course. It takes up a lot of room. And uh, we pretty much just, uh, I would say, jam everybody in and... <laughs> have good food and good times with good music. And it's, uh, yeah, it's been a blast for sure. Right on. Okay. So you were saying that you got laid off. So you were an engineering program specialist. If I did my research right on LinkedIn and crept, <laughs> crept the right mark. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Perfect. So instead of like you looking for a new career, what made you want to decide that you wanted to own a restaurant? I uh, well, it definitely wasn't the restaurant. It was a uh, music venue. I, I've just been a music lover all my life. Um, I can remember locking myself up in my bedroom. Uh, I don't know if you re remember the Columbia. They used to send you tapes every month back in the day of uh, all the brand new artists and stuff. And uh, I, I'm you know I'm not sure what my mom thought I was doing, but I was locked in my uh, room listening to lyrics and listening to just you know the tapes that they sent and you can actually send it back if you didn't like it so a lot of times you're just listening and sending it back <laughs> maybe buying it down the road but yeah just uh always a music lover and uh uh and the spot was so cool that uh i said to my business partner at the end of the day we bought the property for a really good price so i said at the end of the if, even if we don't get anything going in there we you know the it's an investment in the property but what i really want to do i uh i got to know the old owner pretty well adam mckinty and uh just asked him like his idea we we definitely changed some some uh some things but the the uh, the the basis of his idea was awesome, you know, like uh, touring Canadian acts or for the most part, there's some U.S. bands come, but uh, and pair that up with food. So um, what we have two options when you buy tickets, it's either take it with a dinner reservation or just ticket. And those who join us for dinner, we have we uh, we amp our menu up a bit on show nights and have some real nice chicken dishes or pasta dishes and uh, and the wood fired pizza. And it makes for uh you know, a wicked night of uh, hopefully we'll fill your belly and, and the food's good. And then, uh, yeah, we'll put on uh, some pretty epic shows as well. So you mentioned that you went into business with a few business partners. So do you and your buddies still all have the same ownership or are you all still involved or is it mainly just you? Yeah, uh, so one's a silent partner for sure. And then uh, Billy Virgin is uh, my main partner in this. He he does all the accounting and um and uh repairs and stuff he's a mr fix it guy so 
without him, I'd probably die and, and never be able to do this. And I kind of GM the GM the restaurant and the you know I'm the the promoter. I I bring the bands in, so I'm the organizer of everything. And he's kind of in the background doing all the yeah the well the dirty work really. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, this brings me to my next question then, because Neat has always been the go-to spot for live music, and you were determined to carry on this legacy by booking musicians of all genres, including country, folk, rock, and acoustic. So, Mark, how do you find these artists and book with them and, like, convince them to come all the way out to Burnstown? <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're, you're mainly just working with all the agents of uh, the different agencies in Canada, and, uh, yeah, you, you kind of... I don't know. It's a, it goes both ways. I think they have startup uh, musicians that they're trying to get into the venues and try to get them uh, some notoriety and, you know, just uh, some fans going. So we'll, we'll definitely help them out uh, booking those. And then uh, I myself kind of go, you know, I start asking for the bigger bands and uh, some of them laugh at me and I'll take the laugh. You'll never get it if you don't ask. Right. So, and uh, I just found over the years, as more and more people comes, uh, the, the Canadian music industry is it's so tight knit that all these guys, the people showing up now are like, well, oh, we've heard stories about you. You're like, what? Like, so everybody's kind of, you know, within, within the grand tour of Canada, people are meeting up and I guess discussing where they played and where they like playing. And um, people seem to, you know, the bands seem to love to come here. One of our main things is uh, we're in the Ottawa Valley and there's uh we the Ottawa Valley, I think, has always been known for its hospitality. So that's one thing we we really um, concentrate on. We're a small venue; we can't get the the artists, uh, you know, a great big paycheck. But if you do come here, we, we want it to make it feel like they're coming home, and and you know, the hospitality is. Uh, we try to make it second to none. I don't know if it is, but <laughs> that's the goal anyway. Well, I've got to plug some names because I'm a huge rock buff. So when yeah. I saw that you've hosted the Sheepdogs and Big Sugar, Hawksley Workman, Sloan, and then of course, Biff Naked, Tim Hicks, like, and yeah. I have to say to Sunny Sweeney, which yeah. I think this was like back in 2019. I can't believe you booked her. Yeah. I have <laughs> wanted to see her for years. And for those that don't know her at all, she's a country singer. Yeah. And I don't think she's ever even come to Canada prior yeah. to playing in Burnstown. And I kid you not, Mark, I left my girlfriend's wedding, yeah. which was in Ottawa. And I was like, I'm sorry, but Sunny Sweeney is playing at Nick Cafe. And I'm like, I've got a piece out here just to go see her. Like, that's awesome. It was so fun. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah she was she was super sweet Jeez, yeah and you're right I think that's the first if I remember right they they were said that it was the first time they were up touring in Canada so it was uh yeah quite the experience for them for sure yeah. well what was one artist that you were able to book that was a big like omg I can't believe I got the moment for you uh there's been a few I was gonna say funny you said big sugar because they play tomorrow and Thursday and Gordy and the gang wanted to come rehearse today. So they were in the back hall re rehearsing all day. The customers are coming in like, what the hell's going on? So uh, definitely Big Sugar's one of them. I'd say the Trues. Uh, we just had Sloan last Thursday and Friday night. It's one I've been chasing from the beginning. And uh, uh, definitely the Sheepdogs. It was another one I chased for years and years and years. And uh, during that, that uh, pandemic stretch, it was like, now's my time. Nobody's doing anything. So we... We got them in and uh, I was trying to get them back this year, but uh, they're, they're touring all over the UK. But what I did do is I got 
Ewan and Seamus from Sheepdogs. Ewan's the lead and Seamus is the uh, keyboardist and they're brothers and they're coming with their 11 piece band uh, come play August 14th. So uh, once you start to know people and, you know, they know how the place is, I think there's more, uh, yeah, there's more uh, requests to come back or come here for the first time. And uh, we've been, yeah, very lucky. I think it's, uh, again, I, I'm guessing it's our hospitality because it's definitely not the paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're not a 5,000 seater, so we can't pay the huge money, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but good for you, though. You know, like you said, if you don't ask, you don't get. That's my mentality, too, yeah. for things. Yeah. And yeah, for sure. I mean, and once you kind of start building up that repertoire, and like you said, the Ottawa Valley hospitality, and I see, I mean, all these artists are all commenting, like they all have such <laughs> a great time there. Like you obviously are doing something right other than feeding them well and, and yeah. uh, giving them beers or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's a few beer, and uh, yeah, there's always uh, there's always way to uh, make it more welcoming, right? <laughs> so you mentioned Mark about the pandemic, and obviously everybody that's in the music industry, whether it be a musician, a band, or a venue, was terribly affected. I mean, lockdown after lockdown, no dancing, no DJs, nothing. Yeah. So. Did you ever worry about what was going to happen to the cafe and, and that music performances would be even held off for that long? Uh, we did. It was, uh, it, yeah, it's, it's funny because we started in 2017 and it always, you know, they always say, you know, those first three or four years. So we, it really felt like we were always pushing the rock uphill and then just coming around 2019 into 2020 before the pandemic, it was, uh, the rock started to roll on its own. Like all of a sudden Ron Sexsmith was asking to come here. And there was like just different people. Almost, we didn't have to ask anymore. They were asking us. So you're like, Oh, and then of course the pandemic hit. And I remember the pandemic hit where our last show was March 12th with John and Roy and Jesse Roper. And we all kind of just joked, like we'd be back at it within three weeks or a month or two months. And no one knew it would be two years down the road. So, um, I think uh, with the rock starting to roll in uh, 2019, 2020, the rock stopped in March of 2020. And it's, uh, yeah, you just had to really, you had to think outside the box. Uh, you know, we created tents to kind of have outdoor dining, dining that was inside. And uh, that very first year, I just, I, uh, I was not going a year without music. So we try, uh, we just walked the property kind of, we got in, we got inventive and said, let's move everything outside. We can space people out on the, uh, on the grass and have the, the artist a good distance away from the crowd. So all those protocols were met and, uh, yeah, well, we're still doing it in year three without a pandemic. So it was a, <laughs> it was a pretty good success, I think. And, uh, and a lot of fun. And that's another way we're, we're getting maybe a, a bit bigger bands now because the back room's 86 people and I'm uh, doing a capacity of 130 outside. So gets a little bit more money because of more tickets. And, and um, now like Sloan was a $90 ticket and Big Sugar is too, but inside at 86, that would have been a $150 ticket mm -hmm. and no one would have showed up, right? So you're always trying to get that ticket, but ultimately under $50, but if it's, under a hundred dollars, it at least still makes sense if it's the bigger bands like you know Big Sugar or Sloan or uh, Sheepdogs were ninety dollars too. So it's uh, yeah, that's kind of how we get her done, I guess. <laughs> now, is this where the idea for the shed sessions came into play, then, Mark, or was this like pre-pandemic too? No, no, it was uh, so the pandemic hit. Uh, 
And uh, so that was March and we were, yeah, there was lots of lockdowns between March and June and July. And then finally the government was saying, okay, in August, you can start doing, um, you know, uh, I think the capacity was a hundred, which kind of suits right to us because our capacity was only 86 ever anyway. And uh, yeah, it was just, uh, it's pretty much me just being frustrated and saying, well, we're not going without live music this year. And um, um, at the end of the day, the, like the live music is really what draws everybody to, to the place. So without uh, having live music here, I, I thought it would be, uh, you know, a pretty rough uh, go business wise, because I was getting kind of scared that maybe meat, uh, meat wouldn't exist after the pandemic. But uh, crazy enough, like uh, all, uh, I think all negative things in uh, in life have a, an equal opposite positive effect. And uh, during the pandemic, we were actually discovered as a restaurant more than a, uh, I think everybody knew we were a venue. The people that knew we were, we were a venue and came to dinner knew we cooked food, but then everybody else just thought we were a venue. So all of a sudden during the pandemic, nobody could go anywhere and we have, our, our space is incredible outside. Like there's a massive uh, garden patio and uh, wooden patio and people just started coming here in droves um, for, for the food all of a sudden when there was no music going on. So yeah, the good thing about the pandemic was we were discovered as a restaurant and I guess now we're known as a restaurant and a venue, which is what we need to survive. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, I, I don't know. Every negative thing in life will definitely have a positive effect and you just got to grab it and, and take it by the horns and do what you can with it, I guess. And this is a good thing that music is coming back because we got to dance all of these calories off that we've been yeah. eating throughout the whole pandemic. We've been exactly. supporting all the restaurants, eating so much. Now we just got to get back into the music and dance yeah. that off. Get some exercise. Yeah. And you can see people are so excited. Like even this year, well, it, that 2020 actually the those first few shows in august you could just people were eating dinner and they're just they could barely wait for the live music you know like something that was so common got taken away from us well i, I laugh because in the ontario uh health uh you know their brochures and stuff it says live music is prohibited and that was like yeah, that's a statement you never want to see in your lifetime. You know? No, you know what yeah. was crazy is when like weed was legal, but <laughs> but you know you couldn't go, like listen to live music. Yeah, like, yeah. like you know, <laughs> who'd ever think we'd be living in a time like that? Yeah, exactly. They said they we better give them that if live music isn't around, <laughs> right? But yeah, they didn't know the combination exists. <laughs> I know. Okay, so you've got Big Sugar playing tomorrow night. Now I saw that you guys still had six tickets left about five hours ago. Now do you guys still have tickets left for tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, there's still actually two were sold, so there's four left now, but yeah, there's still some left. Okay, so if anyone's listening, big sugar tonight, Wednesday, June, uh, June 8th. So be sure to grab your tickets and uh snag them because let's make this a sold-out show. Hmm, yeah, for sure. And Mark, what other upcoming concert series do you guys have planned for Neat this summer that you'd like to plug? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we have a few uh, a few more big ones coming down the pipe. Uh uh, in July, I have the Born Ruffians coming. I have Tokyo Police Club. And then this week, I'm just about to release uh, my August lineup. So it's uh, Said the Whales coming, Jeremy Albino, Mono Whales. There's lots coming down a pipe. There's still, uh, we're still working out the September schedule. Uh, and so there's a few more to come there. But uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, 
there's a lot, lots of fun to still come. Baja Bulat's coming in uh, on July 2nd and Jer uh, Joel Plaskett, July 7th. So yeah, there's uh, the best part, uh, the best place to be is just uh, go to the website, meetmusicandcoffee.ca. And if you go to the ticket section, it, it just shows everything in, um, in order of the, of the month and stuff. And you can uh, go into each one. If you don't know the artist, you can kind of listen to the videos we have posted there and just to kind of help people along with their with their choices. <laughs> Perfect. I'm gonna have to get my dad on board and to come with me to some of these because he's such a big rock buff, and that's where I think nice. you know I get all of that from too. And so yeah. when I when you're listening, like when you're listing all these names, I'm like, yeah, recognize that one, recognize that one. You've yeah. got a lot of like '70s and '80s bands coming too. Yeah. Right? Well, I can't wait for uh, Tokyo Police Club actually because we. Oh, they'll be good. Them, yeah, we had them booked before the pandemic. The pandemic destroyed that. And then last summer we almost had a date, but some things shifted around. It didn't happen. So it was awesome to get it, you know, get it going this year. And uh, yeah, it's just, we've been looking forward to this Tokyo show for probably for three years now. So it'll be good just to get it in there and, and, uh, you know, have a lot of fun with it. Absolutely. And next time sheepdogs come sign me up, I will be you know, there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, we love those guys. They're such a good bunch. All right, Mark. Well, before we wrap this up, I always love plugging local businesses. And in this case, I want you to be able to plug a local musician, band, music store, or another music venue that you think everybody should know about here in the Ottawa Valley. Oh, that's a tough one. I know. <laughs> I would say uh, maybe the venues, most of all, the menus, uh, the venues were probably the the venues that didn't do a restaurant as well were the most hit during all this pandemic. So I would say, and there's new venues actually after the pandemic, uh, one that comes to mind is Redbird popped up in, uh, in Ottawa there and um, just go. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think I'll name them specifically, but all any and all the venues just go support these guys. They're uh, the, you know, the business now running shows, you're, you're not never going to be a millionaire running these shows. And these guys do it from, you know, out of the love of their heart. And uh, um, it's really good to see and uh, buy and how you support those guys is buying the tickets. Cause usually they have all, they have all the money on the line and they have their fingers crossed that this show is going to sell out. And when it doesn't, it's actually coming out of their pockets. So I would say, yeah, uh, any venue that you can make it to, uh, this summer or over the next few years, please do. And it's good support for everybody and the artists, right? Uh, they wouldn't have, you know, they wouldn't be making paychecks if they had nowhere to play. So absolutely. Oh no, Mark, truer words could not have been said. Yes. Go out, go support and just mm -hmm. get, we you know what we're all excited to get off our couches. Anyways, we're all been homebodies for the past few yeah. years. We're ready to go out and party and get our beer and drink on and, exactly. and just listen to live music again. So yeah, I don't think that's going to be a problem. Yeah. Right on. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Boss Babe Corner. We will be back next week again with a local artist, musician, or music teacher. We've got Rivertown Saints. We've got Miss April's Music Studio. And we've got Sharon, Lois, and Bram at the end of the month. So be sure to stay tuned for that. Mark, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. Oh, thanks for having me on, Holly. It was a pleasure.